We Shun the Sun. Hey everyone, it's David Dillon here from We Shun the Sun with episode 36 of our podcast. For those of you keeping count, um, you've been with us for quite a stretch now. I do have to apologize. We did miss last week. Um, life got in the way. Uh, but we're both back. We're very dedicated to this podcast. Um, and of course, we are now going to cross over to Dylan to hear what he has on the agenda. That's right. Uh, yeah, last week, I think uh, mostly on me, I got, got a little bit busy and fell behind. So I apologize there for anyone who was uh, clamoring for last week's quiz. <laughs> Sitting on the edge of their seat, waiting all week. Absolutely peeking for it. So <laughs> this week, of course, the latest news starting from the top cyberpunk reviews have begun coming out i've only seen a couple a lot of the reviews i'm seeing are like you know in progress we're not giving a score yet but you've probably seen more than i have yeah there's been uh, quite a few who have already given their score which again i don't really trust them because how much of the game did they actually play i really do think well that's that, the thing i really do think that they should be should have to specify how long they've played the game for i really do and whether they saw the end you know would actually be a nice thing to know yeah, so, um, I mean, right now it's sitting at a Metacritic of 91, an open critic of 91. Um, Windows Central, Games Radar, VG247, Video Game Central, The Gamer, Power Up, all gave it a perfect score. Uh, mm -hmm. A few sites I've never heard of, IGN, Game Informer, Trusted, uh, all gave it 9, Trusted Reviews gave it an 8, PC Gamer gave it a 78. Uh, but basically it just said, it seems like relentless onslaught of bugs was one of the uh, <laughs> posts there and seems to go hand in hand with the, the rumors we, we were talking about a little while ago of uh, the developers basically saying it was a bit of a buggy mess. I mean, it also, you know, they've, they've delayed it several times, even at a late stage. I think that when, um, you know, they made an announcement when they delayed it for like literally three weeks or something, mm. um, three weeks to a month, and he said... You might think that that doesn't mean much in a game of this scope, but he basically said, believe me, we need it. We need that time to try and crush through as many as we can. I think, um, all right, so firstly, what are your thoughts on the scores overall? Are they in line with your expectations more or I less? Mean, to, be, to be quite honest, it's what I expected regardless. I, I don't know. It seems, it seems like it was one of those games, just like The Last Guardian, which basically had no choice but to get a good score now regardless of how good it is i obviously think that this game will be a lot more enjoyable than the last guardian but i yeah. think that i think there was just that big piece of you know it had so much behind it so many people thirsting for it and wanting it to be good i think even if it was good not great it probably still would have got nines but i'll be interested to see for myself because i'm looking at the metacritic right now on last guardian 82 percent is an absolute joke that game is shit uh, did you actually play it i never did i got well i got it for free on the ps5 and i did play That's a little true. bit on the ps4 um and yeah it's it's not a good game it controls like absolute trash it, i mean it was like an artistic endeavor people talked about that um it's I remember the comment a lot of people. Endeavor that should have got a bad, a two out of ten at best. <laughs> the comment a lot of people made was like, and I do think this is a real problem for a game. They said that you can do the correct solution, and sometimes it will work, sometimes it won't. Um, that doesn't really work for game design, no. to be honest. No, it does not. So uh, anyway, back to Cyberpunk for a second. Yeah. I'm going to say, and this might be harsh. I think um, a 91 Metacritic is obviously really good. I'm going to say that I think that that is probably the 
the minimum, the lower end of what people were hoping for from a game with this much expectation and with this many years behind it. I think it's been in development for like seven years or something. Yeah, it's been there for a while. Obviously, it's probably, uh, to be honest, it's probably gone through a lot of uh, changes and things in seven years and things like that. Absolutely I mean, true. I mean, when you sit, when you look at The Witcher, that's sitting on like a 90, 91 as well, 92, 93, depending on the platform. Um, it, I guess it really is. I mean, if they're reviewing it for what it is and giving it the score because of its bugs, then fair enough. I get that. Um, it would be very interesting to see uh, about the game because, I mean, like, like we said, it's really going to come down to the gameplay as, as much as the story and everything. Like, a lot of people basically said, oh, you don't play, the, you know, The Witcher 3's gameplay is not great. And I I disagree with that. I think the gameplay, once you're used to it, is is more than serviceable yeah it's not like it's absolute tight ship as a lot of them out there but i don't think that uh it's anything to really complain about once you're used to it um but uh yeah it's, it's no last guardian it's the gameplay itself no. like the moving around the fighting and everything i'd probably give like a, a seven and a half but i think the story is like and all the side quests are probably like a pure 10 so it's really going to see to me how the gameplay feels and this is going to be the big one because i think we mentioned it very early on in the piece that uh I, when we got the sort of semi behind closed doors look at cyberpunk i, I literally fell asleep <laughs> yeah that that's true you did i remember that now uh and um i mean yeah like that was something i was definitely looking forward to till for a long time and literally sitting there i'm like oh god i can't keep my eyes open um it's probably one of those things it's a lot more enjoyable when you're playing it but uh I and think, again this yeah. was what two over two years ago now that we saw that that's true i mean i do think that with most rpgs they don't they don't make enthralling viewing but you know what cyberpunk is actually a game that is not like a conventional rpg at all right. um i expected it to be probably I expected it to have a little bit more um, excitement to it. But again, like you said, I totally understand that it's about immersing yourself in the story, which is really hard to do in a five-minute demonstration. In fact, it's pro probably impossible, really. Um, but yeah, I am really interested to see how much these bugs affect your average player. Are they going to be critical? How quickly can they fix them? Um, and really how much it lives up to what I think people were hoping from this, which was kind of like a fusion between the the deus ex approach of like you can tackle missions in five different ways or whatever that crossed with like the witcher open world stuffed with side quests you know a really strong story production values voice acting all of that side of it that was what people were hoping for um but yeah we'll, we'll have to see uh, and we'll find out very soon of course yeah definitely i mean within the coming days so yeah i think obviously on our next uh podcast we should have some further in-depth impressions for you is this the biggest release of the year oh probably would be i mean the fact that it's That's been bit, I, I know the new consoles came out but there was nothing day one that is of the same magnitude in my opinion yeah i mean i'm just trying to think what what big games the last of us two also had a lot of commotion about it but i don't think it's on the same level yeah. for me personally no that's fair i'm looking through the looking through uh the big game releases of the, of the months um i can't really see anything too massive um yeah i mean 
Yeah, no, nothing huge. I, I think no. there's nothing of this sort of magnitude. I mean, everything yeah. else was, there's a fair few bloody remasters and the usual like. Um, nothing just absolutely, yeah, this is basically like, you know, one of the biggest releases of the last many years, to be honest. True. I, I saw this as Cyberpunk's year in many ways. There's some years where you feel a bit split. And, you know, like there might be a new Mario and a new Halo and a new Final Fantasy and you've got all these big franchises that all come out swinging in the same year. But this one's been pretty devoid of a lot of it. Yeah, I guess I guess The Last of Us Part 2 is probably going to be... is probably its biggest... It's a contender, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, to, to be quite honest, if... I think if the Avengers game had been done right, that could have uh, been a large... I don't think it would have overshadowed, but I think it could have been a very large thing. That obviously turned Definitely into a, a mess. Uh, well, I mean, Skater XL might topple Cyberpunk, to be fair. I mean, it's kind of interesting to think that Last of Us Part 2 on Metacritic is sitting on a 93 overall. Yeah, um, that's that's just wrong. I mean, yeah, we've got our own views on that, but it's an interesting well, thing. Well, again, the, dif- the, the difference was how much of the games did they play before they reviewed it? Like that, well, we that, don't know. Well, that's, exact, that's, that's exactly the big point, and that's honestly about to be one of the topics oh. we're about to discuss all right so on december 10 we have the game awards coming out so the game awards show where uh two years ago uh elden ring was first announced so a lot of people are hoping oh yeah a little bit more on that uh and obviously the the game awards right now there is a fan's uh, game awards, so People's Choice Game of the Year. They're uh, they're asking for, and right now I believe The Last of Us Part Two was leading by like forty one percent of the vote. Um, and Neil Druckmann, who has now been promoted to the co president of Naughty Dog, Neil Druckmann now tweeted out basically saying that he wanted the Last of Us fans to rally behind and and get behind this vote, and that every for every person that voted for it, a haters caps lock key was going to die, etc. He very he very quickly removed that tweet, saying that it, it was fueling the fire. Because uh, I think with all of the Last of Us Two backlash and the way the fan base and I put air quotes around that fan base uh, attacked a lot of people who disliked the game. Uh, yeah, he's come under a little bit of fire for that one. Mm, interesting. And that that's another like, that's another one where. I, I just really think that it should be a requirement to state how much of the game you played, whether it's percentage or hours, I think it should be a requirement to state how much has actually been played. Because again, like we've got our own views. We both didn't think The Last of Us 2 was outstanding. Uh, it was it was technically fantastic and technically, oh, technically definitely. outstanding. Um, from, from a purely aesthetic view, definitely i just uh, think from the at the high point of the ps4 technically yes oh, definitely. i think so and, and the big thing and the big problem was that essentially people who didn't basically say it was the best game of all time or the best game etc were basically slammed down at being you know like homophobic transphobic and all that sort of all that sort of things yeah when like it had nothing to do with to me what the character looked like i just didn't like no the no, no i just didn't like the character i didn't think they were written well their motivations I, weren't i well. completely agree i completely and, agree i storyline is where it fell down and that's the thing where the majority of uh places who just smash through and 
gave it 10 out of 10s, 100. Like trusted reviews gave it 100, a perfect score. One of the only perfect scores they've ever given. Wow. And, and it really, like literally one of the cons they give in their review is certain villains could have benefited from further development. Now, I don't think that reads like they played through the whole game. Certain villains like benefited from further development. Like who are the villains? Like I was just trying to think that. The, oh, the I only, guess like the only people you actually that are actually named. You you play half the game as them. That's true. So to me, if one of your cons are certain villains could have benefited from further development, I'm sorry, but you play as that person for half of the game. They might mean villains as in like her faction who you end up fighting against. But my, my issue is this. I don't think it was the villains that if they're calling her the villain, then I, I kind well, of agree. Listen to um, the pros as well. A deep story sure. that builds upon the original. The next is Ellie's story and the tales of those around her are all very touching and nuanced. Like to a degree. I mean, I think the first half was basically. I do, but I mean, you seem to not be getting to the rest of the game though because you play as much yeah. if, if not ah. in some areas more <laughs> so I, I i think you knew about this probably but there was actually an embargo on reviews where they weren't allowed to mention the second half of the game oh i i, I do i do understand that uh, a lot of places did actually update their reviews post that as well they should have they should have um I, so my as we both said our thing was just that the second half of the game i think the idea was great. I have no issues with the concept of playing yeah, from the bad yeah. guy's point of view and revisiting scenes with a new perspective. I think that I think conceptually it's a great idea, mm -hmm. but the execution was poor. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you're creating a world as gritty and grim and dark as theirs, then you need things to be really believable. You yeah, need exactly. characters to, to react and act in ways that makes total sense. And they just got that totally wrong for me in the second half. They needed to do a lot more work to make her actions seem plausible. Yeah, and it me. suffered a lot because of it. Yeah, I agree without a doubt. Um, all right, moving on from that anyway. So the EA has revealed the next-gen gameplay for their current year titles, the new FIFAs, the new Maddens, etc. And uh, yep. <laughs> so far, what are your thoughts? Uh, when's your uh, FIFA able to be upgraded? Uh, it's already upgraded. Oh, there you go. What are your thoughts then? I have not played it. Oh, there you <laughs> I haven't go. played the PS5 version yet. There's, there's your um, verdict, everyone. But from what I have heard, it's it's essentially identical. Yeah, it, it really just does seem to be about the match day presentation. Uh, it's a slight upgrade with graphics from what I've heard. They do some predictable things with the triggers in terms of the vibration. And mm -hmm. much like NBA, it's harder for players to run when they're tired. You feel it through the haptic feedback. But we're talking a very minor upgrade, really, from what I can tell. Um, so the fundamental issues with FIFA 21 from the PS4 will still be very much there on the PS5 version. And the video that IGN put up proved that. You saw it as well. Definitely. Yeah, defending doesn't exist really in that game. <laughs> All right, so moving across as well. It's now that we've had a bit of time and we had a little bit of a discussion on it, I'd be interested to hear your feedback on the current titles you're playing on the PS5, namely, obviously, the bit around the Demon Souls discussion we were having. Yeah, I've played just a bit more of uh, Demon Souls and I'm realizing 
with all the Dark Souls games, I think I was better at just kind of picking a path and and just forging ahead because of the whole continuous world. I'd never played Demon Souls, and I do feel a little bit lost with the the level structure. I'm I find it odd that there's no checkpoints to look for. You've just got to kind of figure out the level and keep on unlocking shortcuts over and over. And that kind of labyrinth design to some of the levels, I do find puzzling. Can't quite wrap my head around it yet. It still looks fantastic, mm-hmm. the game. It looks incredible. Um, and I mean, the most important thing is I am definitely still enjoying it, even though I'm lost. Um, I really enjoy it and I think they're doing a good job. They've done a really good job, I think, with the remake. That's the main part. All right. So, yeah. Well, how about Spider-Man? Have you uh, played through Spider-Man? Have you, uh, where, how far through do you think you are? I reckon I'm like 55% or something like that, somewhere around okay. there, um, through the game. Again, I think it's a really great game. Uh, the length, as it turns out, has not really been an issue for me because the game gives you plenty of side stuff to do as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of people were talking about the fact it was going to be nowhere near as long as the Spider-Man PS4. And I'm sure it's not as long, but I don't think it's a problematic length. In fact, Spider-Man was quite long for a single player game. This is probably yep. just going to be more in line um, with your standard kind of uh, single player focus game. But again, it does have some pretty high quality side content from what I've seen to engage with as well. Uh, so yeah, so far, I think it's it's been a really fun game. Very good launch title to get. Perfect. I'm sort of living vicariously through you as uh, controllers are right now a little bit of a burden to me. So uh, yeah, that's not too bad. So some uh, upcoming news as well. So the first season of World of Warcraft Mythic Dungeons and their Rage releases at the reset tonight. So uh, for anyone who's been playing World of Warcraft Shadowlands, uh, new raid is out tonight as well as uh, some increased areas in the dungeons i know dave has dived in a little bit i've been been playing a little bit also are you going to be diving into the dungeon from tonight or the the raid nah nah the the raid i'll probably wait a little while it'll be a little bit too hardcore for me i've been taking it quite easy with my wrists and stuff Uh, i think you've noticed the fact they've only got like one max level character that's true that is definitely true um so whilst i did do that quickly uh, the rest of them, I've just been sort of so. And I, what I, it might take you, uh, I think what I think my next sixty is probably going to be a rogue. Oh, I'm actually really, really enjoying the uh, outlaw spec, the ro- the the party spec. Oh, okay, yeah, I've it's never actually, tried it. It's it's actually really fun. Um, it's there's a lot of like uh, gun shooting and things like that. It's a lot different. Um, but it's actually really fun. I played uh, I played quite a bit of uh, Assassination Rogue at the end of the last expansion in PvP, which I enjoyed, like poisoning people and things like that, and the uh, the stun locks and all that. It's always nice in PvP. Um, but uh, yeah, I started playing uh, Outlaw Rogue because I got a good weapon at the start, which could only be used by that spec because all rogue specs use daggers, except for that one. That one uses like maces, hammers, swords, things like that. It's a bit more free form it's not quite as uh fast paced in the attacks themselves and i gave it a go and i thought oh this is okay then i actually ran a dungeon with it and that was where it actually truly sort of shined for me because you know when you're playing as like a rogue for example you're not you don't think you're going to be you know you're not like tanking four or five six enemies at a time because you'll die no so in, in a dungeon i was giving it a go and i was realizing ah this is where a lot of this spec comes to life because the more 
uh, part of its uh, built-in mechanic of this spec is that uh, the more finishing moves you do, it lowers your cooldown on everything. So all of a sudden, all these cooldowns that seem to be quite slow were basically never on cooldown. So as soon as it was about to expire, I could reapply it. So I'm like, oh. So does that mean you're encouraged to fight like lots of enemies? Well, it's more that just just because of the fact that you can fight lots of enemies in a dungeon because you have someone tanking. Yes, exactly. Usually fighting five or six things at the same time. Uh, basically, it's it's like all the moves you really liked that you could only use once every minute or so uh, when you're playing like questing, you can now constantly keep up. And I was yeah, finding cool. that I was doing really, really well. Like there's, there's one move called... Uh, now we're diving into the weeds here a little bit. We won't spend too much longer here. But there's one move called Blade Flurry, which basically means that 60% of your damage will now just cleave to everyone else. So you, you can continue... You can continue doing your normal, like, big single target rotation, but at the press of a button, you're now hitting everything next to it too. So your, your damage is staying on par for those who can cleave and things like that, those who can do AoE, which yeah, rogues right. have no- notoriously not been that great at. Um, and that was on, like, a one-minute cooldown. But now it lasts 15 seconds. So you think, all right, well, that's 45 seconds where I'm, like, useless in pulls and things yes. like that. However... In those forty-five sec, in those fifteen seconds, you're now probably doing four or five full sets of five combo point finishing moves, and as I was basically experiencing, that blade flurry was ready to go again. So I could pretty much just keep it up at a full hundred percent uptime. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So every time you cash in a finishing move, and I think the amount of combo points you used, the more it took off the cooldowns for your bigger moves. So I was like, okay, so basically it all is about a, a momentum. It's more of a momentum spec. So making sure you're keeping in the right rhythm and constantly using the right things at the right time. And you can pretty much have full uptime on all of your key pieces to make sure that you're staying quite the well up there. Mm, but there you go. Anyway, that's a bit, a bit of a hardcore dive in for uh, some of the WoW <laughs> fans out there. Next, next piece, slightly movie related. But uh, it seems Oscar Isaac has been cast as Snake. Oh, really? I hadn't seen this. Yeah, so... uh, Snake. Interesting. uh, So in the Metal Gear Solid movie, Oscar Isaac. So some will know him as Poe Dameron. Some uh, some others will know him from uh, some of his other works. But... uh, He could do it well. He could do it well, I think. Um, He's a good Uh, actor, definitely. He is. I won't hold uh, X-Men Apocalypse against him. No. No, it's not an actor's fault when a whole movie's bad. But, uh, you know, I guess Metal Gear Solid, the interesting thing will be that that game, as much as people celebrate its story, it is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to see how... Oh, definitely. I'm interested to see how they will actually make this into some sort of cohesive cinema experience because even the game was just baffling at times. It got away with things that you could probably only get away with in a video game. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. <laughs> I, like, honestly, you think it's probably going to have to be turned back quite a bit and just, yeah, who knows? Well, we shall see. We shall we definitely see. definitely will. All right, finally, did you see that uh, Kratos is now available in Fortnite? No, I did not. Oh, sorry, Kratos. Wait, yes, I did see this. I did, and I saw the little mini trailer introducing him as well. Yeah, so you know, there's uh, yeah, there's no. It's quite stopping. a change. There is, there's no, there's no stopping the uh, the absolute juggernaut of money that is Epic Games. 
The Mandalorian has also been in Fortnite recently yeah, or currently is. They've had a lot of Star Wars things. They're, you know, they've had concerts inside Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, there was talks that uh, there was going to be like, <laughs> originally at one point, apparently there were, there were talks that uh, there may have been some political things happening from within the game, but obviously oh, wow. that, that got scratched. But uh, Thank God. That is Fortnite for you though, because like you said, it is a juggernaut and it just seems like, I don't know, what percentage of children below the age of like 15 or something are playing it? It sometimes feels like it'd be around 90%. It can't be that high, but it feels like it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. There's just that, that crazy Epic Games money. Yeah, and it just goes on and on. That's right. All right, moving across. Bioware's Casey Hudson, their general manager of Bioware, who has left the company twice now and mark dara the executive producer on the upcoming dragon age have departed from bioware yeah i saw that as well a lot of people are not seeing this as uh, good news i mean it's probably not isn't it you wouldn't leave if you think things are in an outstanding place um and there's been rumors about bioware for quite a while mismanagement yeah. it's uh well, i mean obviously the uh, output hasn't been where it once was <laughs> No, that's probably putting it lightly. I mean, we're yeah. talking Anthem, right? Oh, even before Anthem, they weren't doing amazing. But I mean, Anthem's surely their low point so far. Oh, their yeah. lowest point. I mean, Andromeda um, wasn't far far above it, but Anthem's probably their lowest. Well, I mean, Andromeda, I think, was developed by some, you know, a sister team. But I think Anthem was their A team. Yeah. And that's, that's not what you want. Uh, again, they have announced, of course, that they will be doing some more Mass Effect stuff recently yeah. that's got people excited again it probably should but i so, think it's more uh, the yeah, cautious got, optimism now they've got the mass effect legendary edition coming out and which a new is, and a new mass effect as well yeah yeah um from my understanding they're releasing a new version of anthem called anthem next or something i think i read wait really i believe so amazing uh you know star wars the old republic they did yep. that I don't know how much of that they actually did, but I think just the fact, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition was, you know, a lot of people liked that game. Probably thought it was slower towards the Dragon Age end. Uh, apparently, a lot of people are predicting a Dragon Age uh, reveal at the, at the Game Awards, so we'll see about that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's an interesting one to keep your eye on. Uh, it's... Yeah, it's definitely been a bit of a bit of a tumble, and we'll see if they pick themselves back up again. We definitely will. All right, our final piece of news for the week: Sea of Thieves is getting a battle pass in 2021. Now, it may not seem like uh, big news, but uh, it's actually obviously a bit of a flaunt that they think there's enough people out yeah. there that they can actually go with this. And from what I understand, it's still uh, got a pretty high player base. So this is the thing, just game development has changed so much. You just would never have heard of this kind of thing years ago, but now it makes sense. And if you've got a player base to support it, um, I think a lot of developers are like, why would we, you know, invest hard on completely new IP and making a new game when we've already got the platform and people are already using it? Again, it's a bit like Fortnite. Um, as many developers as can do that, uh, they will try to. And it's, see if these was fascinating. I know we've talked about it before started off seeming like it was rushed out too early in our view, but it really didn't matter. And once Twitch got a hold of it, it, it gained a completely new life. Yeah, and people uh, still quite enjoy it. Still in the uh, yep. I look at the top 20 on Steam's bestsellers. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really good effort. Definitely, especially for a game where if you have a Windows 10 PC, you can get it nice and cheap. You definitely can. All right, now moving on. That's, of course, a game you've been out to play for quite a while. But if you wanted a game, you could probably pick up right now or this week. I'd have to ask you. What are you buying? This week we have the release. And this would be big for some people. But uh, Call of Duty's Warzone is entering its Season 2. So it's free to play, uh, you know, Fortnite, PUBG sort of clone. It's entering its Season yeah. 2. Apparently doing a lot really of people well. like it. They do. A lot of people like it. A lot of people saying it's very uh, polished. If you like that COD gameplay, then uh, you're probably a whole lot more likely to uh, play that game than you are PUBG or Fortnite. Fact of side note, the only downside to the game that I've been hearing is that every time it updates, you're looking at about 80 gigabytes, if not more. Yeah. So uh, um, if you want to install Warzone... <laughs> One of the things you'll have to know is you do have to install the entire 200 gigabytes of Call of Duty and Modern Warfare. That is ridiculous, in yes, my opinion. Is. There you go. Uh, released this week as well, Destiny 2 on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Oh, okay. There you go. I didn't know that one. Doom Eternal on the Switch. Nice. Rocket League's Season 2. Uh, I guess this is you know since they changed everything they relaunched after it went to free to play that's right that's correct uh temtem is releasing on ps5 the i think i believe that's like the pokemon clone it was, it was uh, big enough yes, that I, added, I think that's right yeah 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 it's big enough that i added it to the list and of course cyberpunk 2077 releasing <laughs> in uh yes. we'll tell you about what state next week but it's releasing that's for sure it's it's coming it's coming yep and there were definitely a lot of uh, leaks and things coming out over the last week or so. I've uh, purposely stayed away from it. I want to go in nice and fresh. I don't want to have a tainted uh, view of the game. I want to go in clear so I didn't read any of the leaks. So I'm looking forward to giving it a good try. There you cool. go. All right. That brings us to the final point. The quiz. <laughs> How hard is it? Just tell me up front. Uh, out of 10. It's not bad. All right. Let's see. It's probably the hardest. All right, that's not good. <laughs> All right. This game was released for the PC. It is game one in a total of six direct sequel games. However, the fourth game in the series was considered a reboot of the franchise. Hmm. The second trilogy so games four five and six has been released as a collection on the ps3 and xbox 360 it's a little bit of a clue of the age of the games yeah it's not enough yet all right mobile games and portable games have been made of this series including endless runners and real-time strategy games set in the same universe oh geez it is considered one of the most ported games in history with uh, over 20 platforms ported to. Interesting. Wait, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the games I know that have been ported the most, but it can't be... It can't be Morrowind or something, right? No, it is not. Skyrim? No? Okay, never mind. The first game so this game the one i started with was released yep. in 1989 interesting so 
before we had piracy protection, this was one of the first games ever that had some piracy protection built into the game. And it used a method where when you launched the game, it asked you for a random word in the instruction manual to huh, confirm huh. you owned the game. And I can confirm that when I lost my instruction manual for this game, as I did have this game and its sequels, I was very, very angry. <laughs> this was also seen as one of the very first ever deterrents to piracy in games. As people had started getting backups of floppy disk drives yeah. and copying the disks. A movie has been made about this game and franchise. A movie? Okay, that throws off what I was thinking of initially. <laughs> the second trilogy of games, so 4, 5, and 6, were developed by Ubisoft. Uh, okay, I think I know it then. All right. It's got to be Prince of Persia, right? That's correct. I didn't know they did the, the copy protection. They did. I had, I had it. Interesting. It was one of the first games I ever played. My my uh, my parents absolutely loved it. It was so ahead of its time when it first came out. Like, you know, the the animation looked strangely real, and there was obviously reasons for that because it was um, considered robo rotoscoped. And that's right. The main character was based on the developer's brother. His brother, who, yeah, yeah. Who uh, he basically used for all the animation. Yeah, it paid off though. No one had ever seen anything like it, and it it tricked you in a way to um you know making it look like it was really advanced animation, whereas it was kind of just clever. It was it's kind of clever pixel drawings, really. But that's all that he needed, and it was also super punishing, wasn't it? I don't think I ever played it. Yes, it was. It was very punishing. Like one death, and you're right back to the very start. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it's the start of the level. Ah, oh, okay. But right. there were many things like very hard platforming puzzles, a lot of like spikes that just randomly stuck out of the ground and killed you instantly. So the was remaining... there a time limit though? No, it was. No. It was, yeah. You sure? I don't believe on the first one there was not. I think there was. Maybe I just Googled was. it. You had to defeat the Grand Vizier Jafar and save the princess all within a Oh, that's right. 60, 60 minutes. minutes. That's right. That's, uh, that's, that <laughs> puts the pressure on. And also, can you imagine nowadays if you released a game saying, if you don't beat it in 60 that's minutes, true. that's it? And people are like, wait, you mean I've only got 60 minutes? And the but game only the, goes for 60 exactly, minutes? Exactly. They would say, wait, you're telling me the whole game can be finished in 60 minutes? Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> All right. The final two clues for anyone for anyone uh, who was curious was, and I was trying to get a little bit easier, primary games, primary action was sword fighting. And the movie starred Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, uh, yes. We uh, did you see the movie? I think I, I did. did. It is, it is, uh, together, it is widely regarded as one of the best video game movies made. Which is not setting a high bar. It obviously, is not, it is not setting a massively high bar. But to, to put it into perspective, it is a six point six on I, on IMDb, which is quite high for a video. That's game creditable. Movie. Very yeah. Credible. I, I, mean, I, I watched this movie and obviously it was more of a take on the fourth game because it obviously yes. was called The Sands of Time. It was all about turning yes. back time and things. And I, I remember thinking it was it was more than serviceable for what it was. Um, it had a yep. good cast, a very good cast. It did, a very uh, good cast. 
Alfred Molina as the Sheik, who is obviously Doctor Octopus. Might people might remember him? Uh, ben. Oh Kingsley. wow, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. <laughs> ben yeah, Kingsley, no, it's a super solid Jake cast. Jake Gyllenhaal. They uh, got the right people. Yeah, they the definitely did. From what I understand, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, was a big advocate for it because he was a big fan as well. There you are. All Another right. Fact for you. Now with that, we we bid you adieu, and. You can find us here next week where we talk all things cyberpunk and how many bugs we've encountered. We're going to count them. <laughs> Let's hope for a high number. Oh, it's going to be massive. <laughs> Just like David's. <laughs>